Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, to keep my sanity And the wisdom rushing in So much clearer Welcome back to another episode of Oh Shoot. I'm super excited that you guys are here for another episode. And as you probably saw from the title of this episode, we're talking about travel today, which I feel like is going to be helpful for you guys coming up in 2024. Like we all kind of want to travel right now. So I'm going to give you guys some tips, some strategies to help you be able to book travel this year and next year as well. So super excited. I think this is going to be a really helpful topic. And yeah, I'm just going to share a little bit of my experiences, all that good stuff. Um, I did want to give you guys a little update. Last week, I announced that my Oshoot pop-up is happening in April and we have a few tickets left. It The sale went great. I sold way more tickets than I was expecting, but we still have around like 10 tickets left. So if you want to come to the Oshu pop-up party, you totally should. It's going to be in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is where I live in case you guys didn't know. It's going to be in Grand Rapids and I have some super fun, like exclusive things happening at the party. There's going to be exclusive merch, little merch pop-up. We're going to have um, little goodie bags when you come in the door. And I have gifts from Nikon, pick time, um, after shoot have other vendors too. I literally just can't remember them. Um, so that's going to be fun. There's going to be drink tickets. There's going to be food. There's going to be like a live interactive podcast. So if you want more info on that, you can go to the Oshu podcast Instagram and find out more. Speaking of the Oshu podcast Instagram, you guys have been so just like involved over there. I was kind of surprised when I made the podcast Instagram page, I was not I don't know. I, I just didn't know what to expect from it. And now I have like almost 5,000 followers, which is wild to me. Um, I will say I have been posting reels, which have been, that helps with gaining followers. So, um, yeah, it's been really fun over on that page. So if you don't follow it, go follow us, follow me, not us. Cause it's literally just me. <laughs> so there's that another announcement for you guys. Last week, I announced that I have my new course coming out. Well, I decided it's coming out this Friday. So today's Monday, if you're listening to this when it comes out. And this upcoming Friday is going to be course launch for Find Your Influence, my new course. I cannot explain to you guys how long and how much time I put into this course. I have, I planned it out last year, but I've been wanting to do it for two years and it just, I really feel like it is, it's basically teaching, teaching you guys how to do literally what I do, how to educate, be an educator, be an influencer. So it's super valuable. And I feel like when I started doing this, no one 
talks about it. No one teaches you how to do literally any of this. Like I figured it all out on my own. So I wanted to create a resource for people if they want to follow in my footsteps to have a resource. I actually wrote out what's included in the course because it's a lot and I literally keep forgetting. Um, so I made 17 course videos, which is crazy. And then there's over three hours of education. I'm including like a workbook that you can print out and like follow, follow along with the course, like print it out, fill in the notes, stuff like that. Um, there's also two free resources in there. One is like basically email templates that you would use to communicate with brands. So that's a part of the course is like getting brand partnerships and whatnot. So email templates to communicate with brands. And then there's also a free media kit in there too, like a media kit template. So if you want to get into working with brands, you can put your pricing in there for like different sponsored posts and whatnot and um, send it to them. So it's a little template for you guys. Um, free of charge included in the course. <laughs> and then I just wanted to give you guys the course topics real quick. Um, just like I'm going to list literally all the videos that are in there. Um, what to educate on the educator mindset, overcoming imposter syndrome, creating the brand, selling presets, merch, mentorships and coaching, creating courses, freebies, e-commerce, media kits, affiliate income, brand deals, launching products, creating community, email lists, social media. And you know, now that I think about it, I totally missed one. I also talk about podcasts in there too, um, which I'll need to go figure out why that video is not listed on my thing, but that's okay. That's why I have a week to get this done. <laughs> I'm recording this on Friday. So I actually do have a week until it launches. Um, there's going to be limited spots available for that. So once it fills up, like the doors are going to close just because it's a pretty exclusive topic. And I want to make sure I'm not like, yeah, I just, like I'm doing group calls and stuff. Um, so I want to make sure I'm actually able to like cater to everyone that you know, signs up and I'm not just like, you know, so anyway, limited spots available. Anyway, I want to talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, the elephant in the room is that you guys all thought that I switched to Nikon this past week. And I just have to say, you guys are too much. Like the minute I post using anything other than Sony. It was just like nonstop comments. Oh my gosh, you're switching to Sony. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I was just like, Oh, I was not expecting this. And it's funny. Cause I went, I posted the video and if you, ha if you haven't seen it, it's basically just me unboxing a Nikon camera and I posted the video and then I went and like recorded another video real quick. Took me like 10 minutes, went back to my Instagram and had like a hundred comments. And I was like, Oh, like I, I guess I maybe, maybe I should have monitored it and figured out like what was happening sooner, but I put a comment on there and like pinned it and said like, I'm not switching. Like I'm just trying on a new camera. So I just wanted to put it out there. I am basically working with Nikon on an upcoming project that I'm really excited about. So they sent me, um, a camera to try and I'm going to be testing it out. I'm going to be using it for this project that I'm working with them on. So that's why I was unboxing it because I'm working on a project with them. They sent it to me. Um, it's super cool that I'm even able to do that. I'm able to try out this camera. I still have all of my Sony gear. I'm still going to shoot on Sony for this Nikon project. I'm definitely using Nikon. You know, they sent me some lenses too to try. So 
I think there's beauty in trying different camera brands so I can see like, okay, what are the differences? You know, why do I like one? Maybe there there's pros and cons to both. So it just kind of helps me be more diversified in my knowledge. Um, yeah. And like I said, I am working with them on a project. So there's that as well. Um, so yeah, that was the elephant in the room. You guys really just <laughs> let me have it. So <laughs> I had to delete some comments. You guys have to be nice in your comments. Like, okay, no more slander. <laughs> okay. The next thing I just feel like I, I don't know if you guys feel like this, but January flew by. I felt like half of January was me just like mourning the holiday season. And then the other half of January, I just felt like was a lot of like making goals, you know, kind of prepping for this year. And then all of a sudden it's February and I feel like it has been go, go, go. And it's been go, go, go to the point where I feel like I have all of my February booked out. Like I'm so busy and I just was putting, I just wanted to put it out there. Like, does anyone else feel like they are just so consumed with things to do right now, even though it's like off season for a lot of us, for some reason, sometimes in off season, we almost overload ourselves and almost allow ourselves to have an opportunity for a second burnout, which is not good. Um, so I just feel like I'm doing way too much right now. And if you're in the, that boat too, just know that you're not alone. And I feel like I'm kind of over committing with work <laughs> and I'm getting nervous because I'm like, oh, I have a lot to do. Like I, I literally went and counted and I have nine brand projects that I'm working on right now, which is absolutely crazy. I've never had that many projects before, even like during Black Friday. Like I, I didn't have that many projects. Maybe I had like eight during Black Friday, but so many projects and it's a good and a bad thing. Like I am obviously grateful for the demand, grateful that people want to work with me. I am just like, how am I going to manage my time and still have a life? <laughs> so that's kind of the boat I've been in lately. And I think it's, I think my February is kind of magically all falling into place where my projects are. I have like two projects one week, two projects the next week, two projects. So I think it's all going to work out. But sometimes when you have everything perfectly planned, that's when you risk, like if one thing goes wrong, then your whole schedule is all messed up. So I'll keep you guys posted. Um, you're going to see all the projects that I'm working on, obviously, when I go and like post all of them. So stay tuned for that. I'm working with a lot of cool brands. Super exciting. I also mentioned Nikon, working with Nikon. Um, so that's kind of how I've been feeling about February. Last thing. <laughs> it is walking pad season, guys. I am a true advocate for walking pads. And if you live somewhere where you cannot walk outside all the time, it has been really nice in Michigan lately, which I'm thankful for. But if, if you're in a place where it's cold and like, you know, the weather's just not great for walking, you need a walking pad. And honestly, the other night I was editing my, my course videos and I put my walking pad out. I just started walking, right? Like didn't even think about how long I was working, how long I was walking. I walked six miles and I was thinking to myself, I could have just sat for that whole time, but instead I literally walked six miles. So if you're the person that like has a lot of computer work to do lately, use your, get a walking pad, use a walking pad. It is 100% worth it. Like every single walk I do, I'm like, this was so worth it. Like 
I, for some reason when I work, especially doing like mundane stuff like emails or editing and stuff like that, I'm like, I feel like I could be doing something else while I'm doing this. Like I'm just sitting at my computer. Like I want to move my legs. So this is your sign to get a walking pad. It's walking pad season. I've never regretted having my walking pad. Um, I do find that the more I get into like content creation and filming, it's a little less likely I'm going to be using my walking pad. But honestly, if you're the type of person that has a lot of computer work, get a walking pad. 100% get a walking pad. Okay. I've got some steps for you guys. I've been really into like this whole like 10 steps to do this thing. And honestly, this is another one of those episodes. I want to give you guys some practical steps to help you get into travel photography in 2024. And this is stuff that I've done, stuff that has worked for me. And honestly, I feel like can work for you too. So obviously that's why I'm sharing it because I think it's actually going to work. Um, so I have 10 steps to help you get into travel photography in 2024, help you book more travel photography. And these are kind of like marketing strategies as well. Um, I wanted to tell you guys a little bit of my story getting into travel photography. I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast. If I have, you can skip over it, but like, I don't really remember. So it must've been a while ago if I have, but basically I got into travel photography because I was flying a lot between Michigan and New York. When I first started doing photography, I was living in New York, but I was from Michigan. So I was always, you know, going back and forth between those two States and some of my first travel bookings were from people that I knew from college that, you know, flew me to them to capture their wedding. So I think a big part of me getting into travel was just being in college and knowing people that lived lots of different places and were from different places. So that was a huge impact for me for booking travel. Um, I think once I got my first travel wedding under my belt, I say travel wedding, but some of these travel weddings were to just like Pennsylvania or to Texas or whatever. So like to me, that still counts as travel. Um, once I got those first couple of travel weddings under my belt, I feel like it really started to snowball from there. Once I got stuff in my portfolio, I was, you know, posting blogs from all different types of places. I was doing Instagram posts from like tons of different States. I feel like that really got into people's minds of like, Oh, she's a travel photographer. She can travel. She offers travel. She's experienced with travel. Like that was kind of what started to be portrayed on my social media. And then as I started to grow my social media as well and gain more followers, I feel like those two things in tandem really helped me start to book more travel. And now I'm at the point where I'm booking travel left and right. I don't even know where these people find me from. They find me from Instagram. They find me from, from blogs or from Pinterest. So I feel like it really just starts with getting it in your portfolio and with these 10 steps that I'm about to tell you. So let's get into it. 10 steps to booking travel photography in 2024. Number one, you're going to plan a trip. And (laughs) I say this with caution because I feel like when someone says, oh, plan a trip, it's very easy to be like, oh, just plan a trip. Just do it. Just go. But I want to acknowledge the fact that not everyone has the flexibility to just up and plan a trip and leave and travel for a week. You know, we have responsibilities. I totally acknowledge that. If you want to get into travel photography, though, 
planning a trip is really going to help you. And step one is having a trip planned, traveling somewhere. This really is key for getting into travel photography. You have to be traveling actively and have travel in your portfolio. That's actually step two is when you're traveling, finding something to shoot. So the first step is you have to plan a trip. Ask yourself, where are you wanting to travel? What type of travel photography do you want to book? Um, Maybe you want tropical stuff. Maybe you live up north in the US and you want to travel more to warm climates during the winter. You want to travel more to warm places. So you're going to want to plan a trip somewhere within your dream places that you want to shoot or at least someplace with maybe palm trees and sunshine, right? Those are kind of the bare minimum. If you want to book, you know, warmer places, if you want tropical stuff, whatever, if you're kind of more the person that's like, Oh, I want more adventurous bookings. You want to book stuff in Utah. You want to book mountainous stuff. Um, that might be a good place to plan a trip to is Utah or to the mountains or something like that. Um, maybe you want to get more beach stuff. Maybe you're interested in, Southern California. That's like a dream place that you want to shoot. Plan a trip there. Basically, the moral of the story is if you want to shoot more in Europe, I hate to break it to you, but like getting someone to take that first leap of booking you in Europe is going to be really hard. It can happen, um, but you're going to have to make sacrifices for it. The moral of the story here is you have to make sacrifices in order to get into travel photography. You have to sacrifice your time. You have to sacrifice your money. Hate to break it to you. And uh, that's really, I mean, that's really the only things you have to sacrifice. Maybe a little bit of like, mm, like space on your Instagram, or like space in your portfolio. But honestly, I feel like that doesn't even don't uh, disregard that. You have to sacrifice your time, sacrifice your money. Those are two huge things. Um, You also might have to make some sacrifices in your current career and what you currently do. You know, you have to take time off. Maybe you um, have to find a babysitter. Maybe you have to, I don't know, uh, other things that you have responsibilities for. (laughs) Whatever it is, you're going to have to make sacrifices, okay? And when you plan step one, this initial, initial trip, this is going to be so key and it's going to aid hugely into the next steps. Okay. Planning the trip, figure out where you want to go. That's step one. Step two, try to find something to shoot while you're on this trip. This is going to be key. And I think this is one of the hardest things. Planning the trip is easy, but then finding something to help your portfolio, that's where it gets tricky. Because ultimately, not everyone has hundreds of thousands of followers where they can just post something on Instagram and then they get tons of DMs. Like finding people in those locations is probably going to be the hardest thing for you. So I actually wrote out seven ways that you can find something to shoot in the places that you're traveling to. So you can go to Facebook groups for that specific location. We're going to use Miami as the example for this episode. Let's say you want to shoot in Miami. Finding like my a Miami models Facebook group or um, maybe a Miami photographer's Facebook group. Facebook groups are a great place to connect with other people locally. Um, you can put something out there and be like, hey, I'm going to be in Miami February 
14th through the 20th. And I would love to shoot with someone. I would love to find models. If anyone wants to model, I would love to do a photo swap, whatever it is. Um, just put it out there on a Facebook group find Facebook groups that kind of make sense. Like I said, models, maybe wedding vendor, Facebook groups, stuff like that. Get in there, join them, kind of feel out those situations. Second thing you can do to find something to shoot is to post it on Instagram. Like I said, not everyone has a huge reach, but I do want to say you never know who's viewing your content. You never know who's viewing your content and know somebody in the area that you are wanting to travel to. You never know who somebody knows. Okay. So don't put it, I don't put it past you guys. Like you could have 50 followers and you know, maybe it's all just your friends and family, but you can post, Hey, I'm going to Miami. Would love to find models. Who knows? Maybe your cousin who's following you knows people in Miami and you know, maybe their friend from college moved to Miami and would want to model for you. You never know. Just put it out there. I think a lot of the times people doubt the power of their social media, you know, just cause you don't have tens of thousands of followers doesn't mean that you're not going to have a connection in some way. The world is small. Okay guys, it's a small world. Don't underestimate the power of your social media. Um, even just planting the seed of being like, Hey, in three months, I'm going to be in Miami. That could come back to benefit you in a couple weeks or even like a month or two from now. You just, you never know. So just put it out there on your social media, on your Instagram. The third way to find something to shoot, ask your friends. Okay. This might sound a little weird because it's like, okay, you're going on a trip, but ask your friends to join you. You never know. I I 100% believe that you guys have good friends. Um, you've got good tastes. You've got good friends. If you like this podcast, we're already friends, which means your friends are probably like my friends and I have good friends, which means you have good friends. So ask your friends, Hey, do you want to go on a trip with me? Maybe some of them want to, who knows? Maybe your friends know people in Miami. That's an option as well. So just ask your friends, ask around, ask your family, see if anyone can help you out. You never know. Sometimes I have random connections where my mom's like, oh, my boss's daughter's niece actually lives in Miami or whatever. Like I have the most random connections sometimes. So put it out there, ask your friends. Um, you could also pay for models. Obviously this is not ideal, but there are some benefits to paying for models. Number one, they're models. They're probably gorgeous. And they know how to model. They know how to make things look good. So do you still have to pay? Yes. Remember I said you are going to have to sacrifice some things. So you're going to have to pay, but mm, it could be worth it. Um, a place to find models. Very easy. A modeling agency. Quick and simple. Facebook groups. You could even look up the hashtag Miami model or like if you're going to Utah, Utah model super simple. I'm, I'm sure you could pay a model to model for you. Okay. We're going to have to sacrifice money on that one, but I feel like that could be a really good sacrifice. If you could find a couple to model for you too, like a model couple, because you know, if you want to get into weddings or get into couples photography, that would be, that could be a little hidden hack pay, paying models. Um, okay. Another way to find things to shoot. You can ask locals. Okay. This is going to sound weird, but like not just locals ask 
local people who are literally on the street. (laughs) And this is going to sound absolutely crazy, but if you are going to shoot in France, let's say you go to Paris. Okay. You really want to get bookings in Paris. Desperate times call for desperate measures. It's going to be rare, especially like if you're going international, it's going to be rare that you're going to find someone that lives internationally that you know or have a connection to or a friend that's willing to go there with you. If you go on a trip by yourself or, you know, you you go with your partner or whatever and you're like, I need stuff for my portfolio, go to the Eiffel Tower. Maybe you find a cute couple and you just ask, hey, could I take a couple of photos of you? I'll send them to you afterwards. Like I'm a professional photographer. Maybe you show them your work. I've had this happen. Like I was with someone and like someone got, my friends got approached and they were like, Hey, I'm a photographer. Can I take your picture for five minutes real quick? That's a great way to build your portfolio. Honestly, especially if you're going somewhere that you don't know anyone, if it's a little bit touristy, you'd be surprised how people are willing to say yes, be ready for people to say no, like be ready to be rejected, but also be ready for the opportunity for someone to be like, yeah, I would love free photos. You would be so surprised how many people actually want their photo taken. Like if they're on a trip, if a couple's on a trip by themselves, they probably don't have a ton of photos of the two of them that aren't a selfie. Like I would definitely take someone up up on that offer. Someone came up to me and they're like, Hey, can I take five minutes of your photos? I would be like, yes. And here's my flash and here's my Instagram and here's my email. You can send them to me. I would be more than willing. Like if some random person came up to me and asked, okay, um, let's get back to other ways to find something to shoot. You can ask vendors that are local to that area. Maybe you organize a shoot. Maybe you reach out to a florist or a wedding dress shop or something like that, or a venue. Um, that would be a really good way to get connections in the area that you want to travel to. Um, and last but not least, I know we're kind of on a little tangent here, but this all is under the second step of finding something to shoot you can find things to shoot by doing self portraits. If you can't find models, if it's like worst comes to worst, no one wants to model for you. You do all the things that I just said, take self portraits. Um, you know, even if it's just you, okay, you can do self portraits and that's going to give you stuff in your portfolio. Is it ideal? No, but at least it's something. Okay. At least it's something. Step three on this trip that you're going to plan, you're going to get content and you're going to build a portfolio. Um, you know, I just mentioned a bunch of ways to get the content, but step three is secure the bag, get the content, get the portfolio. And I'm not just talking, you know, the shoot that you set up and you know, these random people you find on the street to take photos of. I'm also talking about iPhone content. I'm talking about Um, you're doing little vlogs for your Instagram and for TikTok. You're getting content that's going to showcase you as a traveling photographer. That is the key in all of this. I don't love the phrase, make it till you break it or fake it till you make it. (laughs) What did I say? Make it till you break it. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. Fake it till you make it. I don't love that phrase. However, in this case, I actually do kind of feel like that would be a beneficial thing to do is to kind of fake the whole traveling photographer thing. Cause technically you are a traveling photographer. You just aren't a traveling photographer. You know what I mean? So 
totally get the content. That's going to be number three. That's absolutely key. Number four, then advertise your travel content. Okay. Like I talked about, you need to be posting this stuff. I feel like the easy thing to do is to get the content. I know tons of people who vlog their trips, take tons of photos and videos, but the thing that stops them is actually posting it. Okay. Which is so weird. It's like a, it's like a mental block thing. I'm pretty sure where people just feel like, Oh, people aren't going to care about what I'm posting. Um, you know, I'm going to seem cringy or like a try hard doesn't matter. If you want to pursue travel photography, you need to be posting about travel photography. Okay. Point blank. No questions. Period. Okay. You hear me? Period. And I do want you to really milk the travel content as well. Like, you know, every once in a while I'll be like, oh, throwback to when I was traveling Europe or whatever it is, like really milk it. Maybe you do two self-portrait shoots on this trip that you plan and you change outfits and do a different location. Really milk those two shoots. Okay. Really. I really want to see you guys milk it. (laughs) Number five, start to advertise that you're booking travel content and you're booking more travel content. That's going to be huge. Um, creating some sort of travel schedule or bucket list is really good for booking travel. I think people don't really realize that you book travel or that that's something that you want until you're advertising it. We're jumping into an ad real quick to talk about Aftershoot. Did you know that in 2023, Aftershoot helped photographers edit and cull over 1.15 billion images? They offer AI-assisted editing and AI-assisted culling to make your editing process streamlined and super quick. Aftershoot's AI culling software will select your blurred images, closed-eyed images, your duplicates, and groups them all separately for your convenience, which means you can select and review hundreds of photos in just minutes using Aftershoot. Trust me, I know how long it takes to select and review hundreds if not thousands of photos from a wedding or a session and honestly we don't have time for that we have better things to do with our business they also offer a personal ai editing profile all you have to do is import your edited catalogs and you'll begin to train a custom profile that will imitate your style and do a bulk of the editing task for you you can also check out their marketplace which offers 30 pre-built ai styles for photographers looking to try fresh and new editing styles these pre-built styles are super easy to preview and you can apply the ones you like in just a few clicks. With Aftershoot, there's no more paying per image. You get unlimited culling and editing for a flat fee. The software also works offline, so you can literally work anywhere and everywhere. Their customer support is available 24-7. Aftershoot also has a fantastic five-star review on Trustpilot, so you can know they're legit and here to help you. Aftershoot is offering Oshoot listeners a free 30-day trial. I promise your editing workflow is going to be absolutely changed after trying Aftershoot. Head on over to the link in the description to claim your 30 day free trial of Aftershoot. Thanks so much for listening. And now back to the show. I really love the idea of doing like a bucket list or a travel schedule on your stories. Um, I think this is a really effective way of just showing that you're willing to travel, but also like giving specifics. Um, You know, if there's someone that's thinking about eloping or doing like a travel session I think if someone follows you and they're already interested in you as a photographer, seeing that you're going to Banff in March, you know, and you're offering discounts for Banff, 
I feel like that's a really good way to kind of get people to book things around your travel. You know what I mean? Like if you're already going places, sometimes people are willing to follow a photographer to a spot to have them take their photos. Um, like I, I've almost impulsively reached out to someone about, you know, their bucket list. Like they posted a bucket list and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'd love to meet you in this spot. You know, may may is pretty slow for me and you're going to Banff. Like I would love to meet you there. I feel like it's like this weird, like very strategic way of advertising that you do travel, but also like not, I don't know, not being so, uh, like desperate about it almost. I don't know. So anyway, bucket lists and travel schedules. This is huge for advertising, which is step five. Step six is connecting with other photographers in your area that, you know, are in the area you want to travel to. Connecting with other photographers in the area is going to be so key. Um, creating just a little mini community and the places you want to go. Um, this also is helpful because, you know, if you know you want to travel and start to book in Miami, start connecting with Miami photographers on Instagram. Like, I think that's a great thing to do because a lot of the times photographers want to do photo swaps. Like, you know, they want their photo taken too. So you might be able to set up some sort of portfolio building shoot. Maybe, you know, you both shoot the same couple or something like that. Um, that could be a fun way to, you know, meet up with people, obviously create community and also book travel as well. Um, so connect with photographers in the area that you want to travel to. Number seven is grow your socials. It's very generic, but it's so true. The more reach you have on social media, it's just natural. The more widespread your reach is going to be, you're going to be able to book more travel because you're naturally reaching more people. Um, so I think at the end of the day, if you want to focus on building up your travel content at the same time, focus on growing your platforms to have a bigger reach. Um, you, how, however you want to figure out to get that reach is a whole different story. You know, there's a lot of different strategies for getting more followers and reaching more people, having reels go viral and stuff like that. There's lots of different things that you can do to get more reach. But at the end of the day, growing your socials, growing your followers, having a bigger reach is going to book you more travel. And I'm not going to sit here and act like the amount of followers I have doesn't impact my ability to book travel because it 100% does. I, my content is being put in front of people all over the world. So naturally I do book more travel. That's just how it goes. So if you, if you really want to see yourself booking more travel, you have to grow your socials as well. Like that's going to be a huge thing. So step number seven, grow your socials. Step number eight is running ads. And I'm, I'm not one to just run ads. Okay. But I think there is something to be said about an ad strategy targeted at people in a specific area. Now this specific step, step eight, you have to have like things in your portfolio, your travel portfolio before you just start running ads. I think if you're going to be like, Oh, I'm a travel photographer, but you don't have any travel photos to show in these ads. I think it's going to be pretty pointless and useless. 
Um, so if you've already shot in Miami once, it would be a great opportunity to take those photos and push ads towards people in the area or people traveling to Miami. You can literally on Facebook ads, I'm pretty sure you can target people that like are going to Miami or have been there in the past couple of days or people that live there. You can literally target a specific area like that. So that would be a really good way to, you know, target people in an area. Like I said, have the photos to show first. Um, there's Facebook ads. There's also Google ads as well. Um, Google ads, I would, I would say are a little bit more effective for like weddings. I feel like, like if someone goes in and searches Miami wedding photographer, um, that would be a good Google ad to run is for that specific search. But also I'm not like super knowledgeable on ads, but I do think if you, um, can run ads, this is going to help you target specific areas and book destination photography, but you have to be really strategic with it. Make sure you have travel photos to show, and then you can target specific areas. Number nine is be willing to cover the cost of your travel expenses. And, um, I think this is a big thing. We kind of already talked about this, but you're going to have more opportunities and portfolio building opportunities if you do cover your own travel expenses or if you're willing to pocket some of those costs. And that's kind of a hard pill to swallow because people want to travel. They want to get paid to travel, right? Like that's why people want to book travel photography so that they can go on a trip to Europe and get paid for it. However, it doesn't start out like that. You have to start by pocketing some of those expenses. So that's step nine is being willing to cover some of these costs. And, you know, if you are running ads, which is step eight, and you start to get some of these inquiries for Miami and Banff and Europe, how bad do you want to shoot them? You know, like if it's, if you really want to shoot in Banff and someone reached out to you about it and you feel like, Oh, I don't think I'm ever going to get another opportunity like this. How far are you willing to go to get the booking? It's kind of a rhetorical question, but something to think about. Are you willing to cover some of your costs? Truly. Step 10 is utilizing SEO. And this is such an underrated way to get travel bookings, but let me tell you it works. Okay. Firsthand, let me tell you a little story. So I blog a lot of my sessions, but I'm very intentional about the ones, the sessions that I do blog. I blog a lot of my travel work because I want to keep traveling. Like I don't have kids. I don't have like really a tied down schedule. So if I can travel, I'm going to travel. So I try to do all of my travel portfolio stuff from, you know, this past year, I'll post it to my blog and, you know, focusing really on the SEO of it. I have a girl that blogs for me and she's really good with SEO. And one of my blogs lately, it's been my Zion blog post. I have been getting three or four inquiries a week for Zion. Also, I just realized, do I say that word weird inquiries? I think sometimes I say inquiries. Anyway, um, from these blog posts, I get inquiries. Okay. Now I'm like really self-conscious about how I say that word. (laughs) So 
the power of SEO truly is going to help you with booking travel. Like do not sleep on SEO. Um, once you start to get travel in your portfolio, you book that trip. Let's say you go to Miami. I want you to be blogging literally every single thing you can think of. I want you to blog places to do engagement photos in Miami, places to propose in Miami, places to get married in Miami, include some of your own photos. Maybe you include some photos from different vendors and stuff like that. Um, you can blog if you do any sessions there, blog those sessions. Um, you know, if you do self portraits there, blog those really, really milk it in your blog. And this is really going to help you book travel as well. It's kind of like a, a long game with SEO, but ultimately if you have photos to show and you can post blogs about it, there is such power in being like the second or third website to pop up for a search like Miami engagement photos. If you do a blog on places to do engagement photos in Miami, that could pop up for Miami engagement photos. And then boom, someone finds you, someone falls in love with your work. They fly you to Miami. SEO is huge with booking travel. Okay. Like I would say probably right underneath growing your socials, SEO is going to be like the next important strategy or marketing strategy to use. Okay. So we've got the 10 different ways to book travel in 2024. Okay. Um, I have a few like other tips and tricks, but let me go through and like recap all of those real quick. How to book travel in 2024. Step one, plan a trip to where you want to build your portfolio. Step two, try to find something to shoot in that area. Go to Facebook groups, look for models, post on your Instagram, ask your friends, pay for models, ask locals who are just walking around to take their photos, ask vendors and if you can't find models, do self-portraits. Step three, get content, build a portfolio. Step four, advertise your travel content. Step five, start to advertise that you are booking travel photography by doing a bucket list or some sort of travel schedule. Step six, connect with photographers in the area that you want to travel to. Step seven, grow your social media to give you a bigger reach. Step wait, did I say step six or seven? That was step seven. Step eight, run ads. Step nine, be willing to cover the costs of travel for the opportunity to shoot travel. And step 10 is to utilize SEO in your blogging. So I want to acknowledge the fact that it might be easier for people who are in college. So booking travel might be easier for people who are in college and know people who live all over the place. Like I mentioned, that's what happened to me. I just knew people who lived in different States. They got married in different States. It kind of was like right place, right time type of thing with me. So booking travel is going to be easier for those people. I'm not going to ignore that fact. It's, it's easier. If you know more people, more places, it is easier to get those travel bookings. It's going to be easier too for someone that's already lived somewhere else and now like lives in a different state or like lives somewhere else. It, it, back to that same point, it's easier for someone that has connections different places already, okay? So if you already travel a lot too, it's already easy for you to book travel because you have travel content. If you already travel, even if you're not booking shoots, 
if you're showing that you travel a lot, it is that is beneficial to you. It's going to be harder for these people to book travel. One, the people that work full-time, you know, have a full-time job besides photography. If you're a nurse, it's going to be hard. Like, I don't want to sugarcoat it and say anyone can just go and book a trip and go and do travel because that's not the case. So I want to be real with you guys and just say like, there are going to be people that, you know, maybe travel photography is not in your books right now. Like I gave you all the steps for how to make it happen, but you might not be able to actually make it happen. Like it's like not anything in your part. It's not a talent thing. It's like a realistic logistical thing. Um, it's going to be harder for people who can't leave home for a long time or people who can't afford to travel. They can't afford to pocket the costs of going on a trip to Europe or, you know, paying for their plane tickets for a destination shoot or something like that. It's going to be harder for those people to book travel. Remember, travel is usually a step two thing. So in my opinion, building a photography business, step one is just working with what you have locally. Um, Step one is building your business with the people you know, becoming the photographer in your group of people and getting your name established, building your portfolio. Step two is going to be branching out and booking travel. So if you're still in step one, that's great. Keep rocking it. In my opinion, I think travel is kind of like a step two, more intermediate photographer type of thing. Um, I think it's harder to be a beginner and to get into travel. And honestly, honestly, if I had control over when I started doing travel, I would have started doing travel photography after I had a good idea of what I liked style wise and how I like to shoot. And I felt like I had like good enough gear. My photos were quality. I would hate to have gone, you know, to Paris and done a bunch of shoots and, you know, gotten a bunch of my portfolio. And then two years later, I'm like, I don't even like those photos. I don't even like how I shot. They weren't high quality. I don't even like shoot like that anymore. It's not my style. I don't pose like that anymore. So I feel like to help yourself in the long game, allow yourself to learn your style and really hone in on the love for your photos first. So then when you do travel, it's not a wasted effort. Um, wow. I really just like, I was on fire with that one. (laughs) Okay. I just have to wrap it up a few random tips for traveling. Like these are just things that are helpful to know. Um, not necessarily like strategies, but just things that are helpful. Um, so number one, when I travel, I bring my camera bag with me and then a carry on. It is one, a 1% chance that me and Charlie are checking our bags. Um, this is just like a general travel tip, but I, we don't check our bags because we have heard so many people who literally get their bags lost. It's like literally like, I feel like 25% of the people I know just like travel and then their bag gets lost. So I like to keep everything on me because I'm a control freak. Um, also with your gear, it's super important to make sure you don't check your gear. Don't check your laptop. Keep, keep all of that on you. Like if there's anything you can lose, it's your clothes and shoes and makeup and whatever. The things you can't lose are people's memories 
okay, or your technology, your thousands of dollars worth of gear, keep that with you. I always travel with my camera bag and then my carry on just has like all my personal stuff in it. So my camera bag will have all my gear, my laptop, everything I need. Sometimes I'll put like my toiletries and stuff in my camera bag if there's room. Um, and then my carry on has all the things that I need. And the lesson with that is you can't be an overpacker. I used to be an overpacker, but now Charlie trained me to be an underpacker. Like we went to Europe for literally, I don't remember. I think it was two weeks last year and I just had one suitcase and one carry on and my camera bag was all I brought. Um, how I did it honestly, by the grace of God, I don't know how the heck I survived, but I did it, which means you guys can too, because I'm a high maintenance person. (laughs) Um, okay. Other tips, take lots and lots of iPhone content, lots and lots of video footage, especially of you shooting. Um, that's something that like I learned probably like my second or third destination thing that I booked, I was like, I wish I had more content of me actually shooting. Luckily, I always have Charlie with me so I can have Charlie take that content. But if you don't have someone with you, set up your phone, get that BTS. Like I would say BTS is almost as valuable as having the photos themselves. Okay. Like at this point in where social media is headed, BTS is just as valuable as the end result. So make sure you have BTS. Um, Number two, be careful not to bring too much gear with you too. Like when you travel, don't bring all your camera bodies, all your hard drives, all your lenses, whatever. Because if something does happen, you lose everything. Maybe someone steals your stuff. You don't come home with literally nothing. Um, I usually try to bring just like one, I would say one camera with like one or two lenses. If it's a case where like it's a wedding or something, I'll bring two cameras. Cause I'm like, if I'm in the middle of Mexico and one of my camera malfunctions, like I need to be able to, to pick, pick up another camera and keep shooting. Um, so don't bring all your gear with you. I feel like that's kind of a given, but just want to put that out there. Um, remember when you travel for business, things are write-offs. So look into that, look into what's a business expense. What can you write off? That's going to be really helpful. Um, when you travel, always arrive a day early. If you have a shoot planned or like a wedding planned, always arrive a day early. Um, if you can two days early, because like you just never know if, if a flight gets canceled and you get rescheduled for the next day, usually like a flight gets canceled, you get rescheduled for the same flight the next day. Think about that when you're planning your travel, like with the flight that I'm booking, would I be able to make it to my spot if I did get canceled and rebooked for same flight next day? Okay. Um, always arrive early. Don't book your flights to leave too quickly. So when I book destination work, if I have a wedding on a Saturday, I'm not booking my flight to leave Sunday at 6am. That's not a good idea. Okay. Like we're tired after we shoot. Um, you know, it's just, it's overstimulating. It's a lot. So don't like absolutely stress yourself out about your flight to leave either. Make sure you're not like rushing yourself. Um, and then the last tip, find your locations before you go to make it easier. Um, uh, a way to do this is just by like Google street view or something like that, or like looking up best places to take photos in Miami, stuff like that. 
just so you can have like an idea of where you want to shoot. If you are finding models for Miami, if you are doing self portraits or whatever, it's just going to take a little load off your chest. If you know, you know, I have a few ideas of places I want to shoot. Okay, guys, that's all I have for today's episode. Um, I am going to record a bonus episode this week because I'm feeling generous and fun. It's going to be for the girls. It's not going to be photography related. It's just going to be like a fun little episode. So stay tuned for that on Friday. Um, I hope you guys like, I hope you liked today's episode. Um, if you did, would love a rate and review. If you didn't, that's okay. You don't have to rate and review me. (laughs) Um, yeah, that's literally it for the episode today. Um, I will see you next week for another episode. Bye. Exposure. With all of the highlights and the shadows is my composure. All the layers above, all the edits and tweaks, I know her. I am so done, need more time developing in my red room. It doesn't matter wherever I am on the top of the mountain or down in quicksand. Whatever the moment, wherever we stand, I'm taking it doesn't matter wherever I am on the top of the mountain or down in quicksand. Whatever the moment, wherever we stand, I'm taking you, taking you, taking you. Getting a little bit higher. With every step I take, I'm getting good. Getting a little bit better. I'm climbing to the top. Never gonna stop. I'm We're gonna stop finding good old shoes